God's grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for coming to celebrate the body of Christ and what it means for us to be together, to be us, to be we in Christ in a world of me and I and alone. The text today is found in Revelation. Then one of the elders addressed me saying, who are these clothed in white robes and from where have they come? I said to him, sir, you know, and he said to me, they are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. And for me, an amazingly beautiful scripture verse. For the lamb in the midst of of the throne will be their shepherd and he will guide them through springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is the promise of our God. Friends in Jesus, if we have learned anything in the last couple of years with COVID, we realize that this phrase is true. You don't know what you've got till it's gone. One of the great pains of the epidemic, aside from the illness itself, was realizing how many really important things in our lives, things that we have taken for granted, not thought a whole lot about how important they are in our lives, that is, until we couldn't do them anymore. Before the epidemic, we took a lot of things for granted, even worship and even each other. And I'm not talking superficially about those people who thought that the epidemic was all about them not being able to go to the bar or to go to the restaurant. No, more important things than that. Did we take family gatherings for granted? Never thought about it. Take it or leave it. We never, something we, it was just there, we could. And if we didn't, well, we'd meet again next fall or whenever. Going to church for many Christians was a no-brainer. Never thought about it. Well, maybe we'll go this week, maybe we won't. But suddenly we couldn't. Suddenly we couldn't be there where we wanted to be. We were told, and for our own protection and the protection of each other, we missed certain things. We missed worship. We missed the fellowship. We missed the sermons. We missed even the coffee. The coffee, that church coffee after church. We missed friendships molded over years of gathering here in this place and being molded and shaped together as a congregation by the word of God. And simply hugging and shaking hands, those were all things that we had taken for granted. Maybe that's why today is so special. Be sure you introduce yourself to each other. It's been a while sometimes. Today we come to celebrate the festival of all saints, the communion, the community of saints. And especially after these years of struggle, we come celebrating, cherishing, renewed and maybe valuing just a little bit more that great thing that God has done for us. 
He has gathered us together, his flock in this place, as his people, proclaiming him as Lord. I believe in the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, we confess. It's probably because I'm getting older and that the meaning of the communion of saints so captured in our text today becomes more real. When we're young, with all life before us, we don't think about those things. We don't think about struggles of life and death and our own mortality seem so distant. The feeling of being connected to God's people beyond our own generation and our own time and space doesn't seem like such a big issue. But as years go by, as more and more friends in Christ, family, dear brothers and sisters in the faith are called from this life and the promises of God, somehow that becomes more important when we think about this passage from Revelation today. And as we hear these words about that great host of people, we know some of those people already. And it's something that we read and are thankful for with great joy and hope. John today shows us a vision of heaven. This wonderful picture of multitudes of people dressed in white robes captures our feelings with joy. How many generations of God's people have read these words, thinking that in their little church, in their little country, that they were a small minority, that they were even a persecuted remnant, just a handful of people struggling to keep going, but seeking to be faithful to their Lord as they lived out their faith. The thought that they too on that last and glorious day will join with this triumphant throng in victory must have been a wonderful promise and great strength to face there's so uncertain days ahead. Once I met a man who had, his church hadn't had contact with the rest of the Christian community for 120 years. And yet, that was part of his strength. Sometimes we too wonder whether our single voice, our weak witness makes a difference. We remember that the church is the gathering of the voices of God's people in all times. Now, one voice by itself can be very beautiful. But joined with others, it's a chorus. And if you stand up at the front of this church, you know what I'm talking about. We are, this is a good singing church. And it blows you away. And anyone who's been part of a giant choir knows what it's like to be part of a choir that is so big that you're lost in it and yet you're part of it. And it just lifts your heart to places you can't imagine. My voice joined with many is a mighty sound. We are not soulless. We are part of a host. And a host is a whole lot of the people of God. It is sad that so many today people think that to be a Christian means I don't need anybody else. I don't need the church. I don't need the pastor. I don't need anybody. I just me, myself, and God. Unfortunately, a lot of times, me, myself, last. But God doesn't in that relationship. 
These in white robes, who are they and where did they come from? The question is raised, and rightly so. These are who have come out of the great tribulation, the answer comes. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit we heard earlier. We heard the white robes starting to fit us. The great tribulation, not tribulations, it hit me this time. There are, have been many times in history when God's people have been persecuted, when they've gone through times of trial, and the one we've gone through is not new to the people of God, and nor is the victory through it and around it. But the great tribulation is that great tribulation which each one of us will face, the tribulation of death. Death that comes because of sin. And the great tribulation is overcome by being washed, washed in the blood of the Lamb. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You are now mine. Bear this gold, this robe of white. Who are these people called saints? Our gospel lesson here makes it clear who those white-robed people are. Saints are not just dead people, nor are they saints because some church body said they are and sets a day aside for their special acknowledgement. Nor are they quasi-angels floating around, you know, doing all these crazy things that people are talking about all the time. Blessed are, our gospel says, Saints are lively people. People who are something are something today and something right now. They are those who live and by their lives give faithful testimony to the power of their Lord Jesus Christ in many different and wondrous ways. They are the ones who daily trust and live in the promises of their baptism and the forgiveness of their sins and the joy that that brings. <clears throat> they are the ones who live as peacemakers, the humble and the repentant in spirit, who know what it truly means to mourn, who with meekness Im imitate their Savior, who pure in heart share the mercy of God, that mercy that they have received so boundlessly from their Lord. Who are those robed in white? They are Christians, humble Christians, ordinary Christians who have followed their Lord, who have died in Christ, and we know a lot of them, don't we? We've been touched by them and cherished them. But the common characteristic, whether they're living or dead, are still to be born, is that they have laid down their lives. They have laid their sin and the burdens of their brokenness as before the cross of Christ and have heard those words, you are forgiven. Now, why do we remember the saints today? It's because they have left us a legacy, a wonderful and clear legacy of lives that when lived in obedience to Christ are lives that have meaning, lives that have purpose, Lives that touch the world around them with healing, 
whether they know it or not. Lives that set a pattern for those of us to follow, to imitate, so that we too might follow our Savior. So today we remember those who have touched our lives with faith, whose witness has challenges us to follow the Savior. We give thanks and we remember. And remember some of those in white robes who we know because we see their faces and we know their names. They are real people, not superheroes, not people who float around on a little cloud somewhere, but they are mothers and fathers, children, old people, grandmas, grandpas, neighbors, scholars, illiterates, whose common love for Jesus opened their lives to allow the Lord to use them to touch our lives and open our lives so that he might touch us through their work and labors. Can you recall names? This is a day to remember those people. Just think, who, how many of those people who have, were significant in your faith, who touched you and said the right words at the right time, and they may have only done... And you've been in your life for a minute or one sermon. Or they may have been there beside you, instructing you for years. And I pray that this day as you remember them, you are thankful. So brothers and sisters gathered around the throne of the Lamb. All saints is a day to look at the big picture of faith. Last week I talked about our faith, the faith in us. But faith gathered together is the holy Christian church. That's the big picture. And John gives us a picture so big, it can only be contained in the text of Scripture. It's so large. Saints, All Saints Day comes where God wants all people to come to know the saving faith in him. God doesn't want anybody to miss the boat. And so he calls us as brothers and sisters to be that light, to be that hope to be his people in our age, that all people might know Jesus Christ as Lord. Who are those in white robes? All believers in all times and in all places. And so in faithful and thankful obedience, we will proclaim together God's word. We will hear both law and gospel and moved by it. Clearly and unabashedly, we will serve him. We will seek by the strength of the Spirit, seeking to be who Jesus wants us to be. In the litany, we pray, Lord, make us to be numbered with your saints. That is our prayer today. Lord, make us to be numbered among your saints, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom and live as your people in unity with all who have lived and died. And today, as we come to the communion rail, remember, we are not the first people to kneel there, nor will we be the last. And if it's a little crowded up there, sometimes when we kind of bump into each other, recall that we are not alone. And what a joyous thing is to know that our Redeemer lives. Hebrews says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance 
the race marked out for us. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com, call us at 780-430-7382, or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.